0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin.
1: I'm Mark, and I'm Justin.
0: And today we want to share our special event adventure that we went to the chop competition for hosted by Long Island beer and malt enthusiasts.
2: Yeah, so we're going to be getting back in the. Uh... The time machine here and traveling back to
0: June. That's my time machine well done.
2: That was pretty good. You saved me from having to do a quick Google search. So know. we've the reason we've been sitting on this is because we wanted to wait to find out who actually won. And I'm going to save that for right now. But we're going to now travel back in time to June and sit down with Andrew Luberto, who is the president of the Homebrew Club.
0: So we are here with Andrew Luberto. He is El Presidente of Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiast, a Grandmaster Beer Judge and a certified cicerone. Nice to meet you Andrew. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for hey. coming out to the to the meeting. Yeah, thanks for having us down. This yeah, appreciate really excited. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the uh, the event that's going on here. We got a chop competition. Yeah, this is
3: great. This is an annual thing that we do is uh, it was um, you know thrown up by Chris Kelly who you guys are going to talk to in a little bit. And uh, basically, what it is you ever see the show Chopped, right? So like, uh, it's like on the Cooking Network. So seen pe- that one? Uh, Was that seen it once, once or twice? Yeah, right. So what people get like, how does it work, right? People like get a basket and they open up the basket and it has all these crazy ingredients and you got to use like gummy bears and like. You know, like octopus and, yeah. you know, like eggplant. And make it right? dessert. Yeah, yeah, make a dessert. Yeah, exactly. Everything goes in an ice cream. I've, right. I've
0: watched the show enough to know everything goes in an ice yeah, cream.
3: That's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you got to get in the machine first. <laughs> <laughs> or in a pasta, like one of the other things, right? There you go. Yeah. So, you know, basically what we did is we, we all met together at a social. And, um, you know, we have we put together teams. It's usually about 30 people, 30, 40 people. And we have 10 different beers. And each team chooses a style and then they choose an ingredient, and then they choose another ingredient. So they get two mystery ingredients in one style. And sometimes, you you know, you make out really, really well. Like, you get, like, a, uh, an American blonde Ale with honey and coconut, which is what I had last year. Okay. And sometimes you don't. Like, this year I got an American Pale Ale with
1: lavender and maple bacon syrup. Yeah. Cr- cr- Chris was telling us about it. He said you killed it anyway. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, so th- the cool thing about it is that – so this, that's something – I got that – me and my teammate, Wizard, uh, um, got that – greet with those ingredients, and we're like, this this is a nightmare. Like, well, this can't work, you know. And then I think the beer's okay. It's like it's like you know what? I would never in a million years think this is going to be okay, but it was all right, you know. And one of the beers, you know, so and every year the winner gets brewed at a at a brewery. So, on um, the last two were brewed at Great South Bay Brewery. Okay. Um, and uh, one of them was that's where you got to talk to Chris Kelly. was a uh, It was an IPA with with orange zest and that basil. Was- that was
2: his, oh that was the basil, the basil and the rye yeah that was good rye IPA that was good
3: yeah and it went to Great American Beer Fest uh, the biggest beer fest in uh, in the country and uh, that's what happened so the winner of this gets brewed and then we have we usually have a program with a local brewery this year we've we've, we've uh, partnered with uh, uh, with Blue, uh, Blue Point Brewing Company and um, they're going they, so they've already brewed two of our beers they're going to brew a, uh, two of our members beers they're going to brew a third one. And then of those three, they're going to choose one, and it gets goes to Great American Beer Fest in the Pro Am competition. Okay, excellent. so a little bit, you know, we won a gold medal in that two years ago. So it's you get it's, it's 96 breweries, and you got to compete against people like Stone and Cigar City and Sierra Nevada, and all the big boys. Yeah, and we brought one home for Long Island two years and ago. We're yeah, really really proud of it with Brian Giebel. Yeah, that was the uh, the Muscat Love, right? The Muscat Love, yeah. yeah. So they still they still brew it uh, uh, at uh, at Grace F Bay Brewery. It's a great beer, very much worth still checking out. It's an awesome beer. That's that's impressive,
0: and it's really cool. that, And that's
3: part of the thing that we like so much about what we're
0: doing here is that we know we can get really great beers here on Long Island. We don't have to be
3: going all over the country to find them. And that's why we like talking to all you guys and talking with all the local brewers. Yeah, I forget who I was talking with, but they said that, um, I think it might have been Matt Spitz of Mustache Brewing, but he said that uh, Suffolk County... Um, ha- out of New York State, has the most is the county with the most breweries in it. Yeah, we like I can definitely years. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, proud to
0: be part of that county. There we go.
3: Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the most out of all of New York State. Our county has the most breweries. And, six yeah. three one motherfucker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, what's the new area code though? It doesn't not matter. Six three one. It anymore. doesn't matter. <laughs> <No>. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Made up uh, anyway.
0: It's just for yeah. cell phones. Fuck that. Yeah.
3: So we got we got a really burgeoning crack beer scene. I like to think that our club has a, has a has a little bit to do with that. Um, we've had a lot of breweries from former members and beer right. reps, and um, you know, so it's uh, you know, it's something that I think Long Island Beer Multitude has been a part of um, from its inception, you know, back in uh, 2007. Uh, yeah, I remember can, even I'm sorry, to that's, step that's right, I yeah.
1: We we did an interview with uh, uh, the guys at Long Beard, Paul and Craig, yeah, and I, I happened to talk to them after afterwards. I just started brewing, and the first thing he said to me was, "Make sure you go and join." Uh, specifically, LIBME, but any one of the yeah. the, the, uh, the beer clubs to yep. get you know to get better and to learn more from the other members. So, yeah, you know. one
3: of the things I think that uh, Long Island beer Mall enthusiasts that I, I like is that we're we're not a homebrew club; we're a beer enthusiast club, um, and so we're a beer enthusiast club that ha- also has a lot of homebrewers. But you don't not have to know squat about brewing beer. You don't and um, you don't have to want to know squat about brewing beer. Um, you know, but we're for uh, having you know someone who enjoys craft beer an educated consumer. Um, you know, and someone who's going to help promote the craft beer scene here on Long Island. You know,
0: well, that's kind of what you you kind of get the spectrum here. You got the you know the new craft brewer here in Justin. Yeah, i I've, I've brewed once or twice, but it's been a couple of years since I've yeah. done anything, and I'm really more of just kind of I want to just drink the beer and know more about it. And Mark's our most experienced brewer, and he's made all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, I have a sour culture in my basement that I showed to uh, Dave and Jackie. Yeah, when the, they came over to talk about Craft Beer Week, uh-huh. and uh, Dave was a little frightened by the uh, the pelican on top.
3: It, it gets it's a, one of those hobbies that just kind of takes off. I mean, I have like, I have like a ten gallon you know barrel with like this this cider i've been you know, naturally spontaneous, spontaneous fermentation and been souring uh in my basement for like eight months I mean, you you gotta have a really cool wife or a really cool spouse you know a partner you not kidding yeah. The, the key the, is, you, you, yeah you just need That's to make something
2: that they like to drink every once in a while yeah <laughs> so there good. you go yeah yeah and so don't I, leave a mess in the kitchen like if there's a boil over you got to clean that up oh god the first then time you're good yeah,
3: so i'll tell you a quick story. so i went the first beer i brewed uh i brewed an irish stout and, um, you know, like, you, you, like a new brewer, you know, you're looking at the airlock, and you want this thing to be done in, like, 24 hours, right? You want to drink it. You're excited about it, right? Um, and so I was looking at the airlock, and everybody knows who brews beer. Um, in order to stop oxygen from going in, you put, this, you put this, like, plastic device that's filled with, like, sanitizer, and it lets oxygen out but doesn't let oxygen in, right? Because when you're fermenting beer, it lets off CO2. So it's kind of an indicator that it's fermenting, right? So my first beer that I brewed, I was using that as an indicator to see when it was done being fermenting. And, gotcha. it, and I don't know if there was like a lid wasn't on tight, but it was like done after like like 48 hours. It looked like it was stop bubbling to me. Yeah. So I decided to bottle it, right? Oh, no. so Not bottle, quite ready yet. <laughs> yeah. So when you, when you bottle, you know, obviously you bottle, when you bottle something, right, there's no escaping of gas. So this thing wasn't done fermenting. And I just remember Did being outside the you? room and I just hear pop. Pop, pop,
0: pop. I'm like, what the hell is that?
3: And then I opened a door, and it was like the beginning scene of, like, Save a Private Ryan. I was like, gee, dear Lord, like, jumping behind, like, a couch. It like, the tops, because it was like the, the swing tops, like, like, just like these porcelain tops just, like, shooting and Flying the all over. Place. Yeah, like, down. My brother comes in. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, get down, get down. And, you
1: know, and like, the
3: entire room still smells of Guinness to this day, and I still get the stink eye from my wife. But, uh.
1: My wife did like that. I The only room in our house that was, like, amenable to the uh, fermentation temperature was yeah. My son's, my two-year-old son's uh, closet. <laughs> yeah. So every day we'd come over from daycare. My son would look at me and go, "Can we go look at the shaky beer? Shaky beer?" Because I would check it. Because again, same thing. I'm like, "What is it done? I want to drink you." So I'd go in every day, and he would come with me. And it would be like, "Don't touch it. We yeah. can look at it." You know. It was, uh, and then she walks in, and she's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" There's, there's like. We need the poo on the wall. You have beer yep. over here. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you got like the babysitter comes in for the night. and Be like, I let, yeah, I left you twenty dollars for pizza, and there's some beer in the baby's closet if you need it. Yeah, <laughs> like parent of the year. <laughs> so to
0: swing it back a little bit to the competition. Yeah. Now, I've watched the show a couple times, and there's a few rounds mm. of filtering out contestants. Yeah. Are you guys? filtering out contestants or is it all I mean imagine well, we with, do, the, with the, the length of time it's a little difficult
3: yeah so we do two round. we do actually two separate rounds of judging right so okay. we have the we. so everybody uh, um, so all the membership here right so you know we got like what like 60 something people here are all choosing um, uh, their two top favorite beers on a ballot that we have outside Okay. and then in back was this table that we got going on is all people in, 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 in the industry or just experienced brewers and they choose their top uh, five. All right. And then what we do is we have a point system uh, allotted to that. And then, uh, you know, so we choose our winner based on that. So, yeah, so there's two different rounds. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's so, you know, and there's a whole point system and everything like that. Uh, you know, so it's, it's you know, we get it, – it, it is a it is couple of different rounds, I guess, in that in that aspect, okay. in that sense.
0: I wasn't sure if it maybe, you know, I – I, the time frame's just too long to be sitting there and going, like, all right, here's the first one, and then here's the second one. Yeah, we don't but, do
3: anything like that, but yeah, we uh, we have two different judging s- simultaneous okay. rounds happening at the same time. There you go, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, is there, um, other than yours, because I'm yeah. sure you would like yours to do well and
0: sure. finish up, is there a particular one that you came across that you were really excited about?
3: Um, well, I will say this that, yeah, uh, I, I, I was really happy with all of them, to be honest with you. That, um, you know, people got some, some good ingredients and people got some weird stuff. And all the beers are very, very good, and, and that seems to be um, really characteristic of our of our membership that they uh-huh. they really brew some really good stuff. You oh. know. I know you guys brew good stuff. I mean, I think I think it was you guys that I've seen
0: out at a couple of the beer. Um Festivals, festivals, and we things do almost like that. all of those. Yeah, over over the course of the few years, you know, since I got into craft beer, and sure, trying your stuff has always been exciting. And saying like, hey, these are the craft guys; these are the guys that are gonna do crazy stuff. I want to yeah. go see what they're doing. Yeah, that's and the I first always one I look Being Im- impressed with that stuff.
3: Yeah, you know what? As you know, so you brew in five gallons. You know, you can really kind of do whatever the heck you want. You know, yeah. if it doesn't, you know, one time the worst. We were touched talking before. We we're making fun of each other a little bit. Um, you know, one of them. One, so you know, so all those, some all of us have done weird beers that just like didn't work. And I did, I did one that I smoked the malt with uh, pipe tobacco smoke. So I smoked yeah. them all with. Uh, that you know, a little weird. Yeah, and it was it was god awful. It was it was <laughs> the worst beer. I was like, I want something. You know, I like you know because I was like smoking a pipe at the time. I'm like, I want something that like. I'm just imagining that it that that.
0: tasted like stale pipe smoke. Like no, it, uh, uh, it, or
3: like stale cigar smoke. It, I know, like at the first more,
0: taste, it's okay, but. As it hangs around, it
3: tasted more like the sole of your favorite running shoe. I would say more. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty nasty. It was pretty heinous. Uh, so that so, was a, that was a fail.
2: But the most important question is is did you dump it? Oh hell yeah, I dumped
3: it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That oh, was yeah, <laughs> that.
1: You know, So, get it with someone who distills or something. <laughs> as far as the ingredients, all the ingredients that got picked, I know you got it. Like you said, you got a pretty odd combination. You made yeah. it work out. What was the single weirdest ingredient? Like not as a group, but like what? Did, what did somebody pull? I got maple bacon syrup, and I thought that uh, was for yeah, smoked honestly. maple bacon
2: syrup. Oh, what the okay. holy
3: hell? i never even heard of that. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I want to know How where do you, think you find South that. Great
2: Bay makes high cabin.
3: Well, the, I had. I got it from the person who got it last year. They're like, like I don't use this. No one uses this crap. You know. Either. Oh, of okay. so they're like, on I have some left over. You want it? I'm like. Yeah, yeah. All right, you know. So I got it from the person who got it last year. You know. There you go. <laughs> I don't well, know where they got it. So, is there
0: anything else that you'd like to share with us? Maybe about Long Island beer malt enthusiasts. maybe yeah, So or, we meet the first. I'm Wednesday sorry, Mark.
2: I was going to say, like, how, how are the ingredients determined? Like, where do, where does the pool that, that that's you a draw great, from yeah. so come from?
3: We put out a straw poll with like. Forty different ingredients, and all the memberships vote, and we took pick the top twenty. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so we have a voting for the styles, and we have a voting for the ingredients. We do a straw poll. This is pretty involved. This is like a six month process, wow. and then we do uh, we do a social event. This year we did it at Craft at Say Cheese, um, uh and then um, to, for the, we for like the that social place. event, and yeah. then um, we did a brew day. We always usually do the big brew day at uh, Blue Point. Right. So national homebrew day, whatever May the first yeah, weekend in May. Is. Yeah, first weekend in May. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then and then we have this meeting. So it's it's really it takes it's a long it's like six months in the making.
0: Mm-hmm. So, thanks, nice Do you guys have uh, any other questions for
2: Andrew? No, I don't no? think so. Right. I mean the, the the only thing would be like you know uh, does the club have a website? If yeah, people so, are interested. So we have a
3: Facebook page, Long Island Beer Malt Enthusiasts. Um, our website is beer malt, M-A-L-T dot org. Okay. Um, and both those have all our announcements and everything. So we meet the first Wednesday of every month. Okay. Um, it's open to everybody. Everybody always asks, "Oh, do I have to sign up to be a member?" It's totally free. If you want to be a charter member, you can sign up for that later. But it's totally free to show up, check us out, and I think you're gonna like what you see. I really, if you're if you're into craft beer and you like really cool people and you like to do interesting stuff and want to learn more, um, you know, and be more a part of this, the craft beer scene, then our club really is for you. All right.
2: Yeah. Any uh, special events or things on the horizon for the Oh, club? we got a
3: ton of stuff coming up. Uh, so one of the things we're really excited about is uh, Stan Hieronymus, the author of Brewing Like a Monk, yep. Wheat, Hops, and Brewing Local. Um, we're flying him in. He's doing a hop seminar uh, in Rockville Center um, oh, cool. on August 19th. And we're also doing a beer-paired brunch at the fifth season in Port Jefferson. Uh, okay. Fantastic. That's a great place. Yeah, so Fantastic it's going to be three beers, and one of the beers is—it's uh, Stan, myself, and Mustache Brewing Company are nice. using all local ingredients, brewing a beer specifically for this brunch. So it's something you're only gonna be able to get probably at this brunch or in, or maybe the tasting room. That's um, And then uh, yeah, That's so it's, cool. yeah, so it's and Stan is gonna talk about—he's gonna give uh, like a whole bunch of his knowledge on uh, you know the different styles that we, we present and stuff. So like that. So are those
0: already in the works? Have you already started
3: brewing those guys? Uh, we haven't started brewing them yet, okay. um, but yeah, but uh, so we're going to probably brew it sometime in early August because uh, the, the brunch is August 20th. Okay. Yeah, so August 19th, August 20th. July 23rd, we're going to be at the Brewers Collective. It's uh, We have a throwdown um, Brewers Collective. Oh, we that's the
2: Chinook competition. The Chinook, oh, okay. Yeah,
3: so they have a ton of, like, they bought overbought Chinook hops, and so the three <laughs> Long Island clubs uh, uh, took all the Chinook hops, and we're going to brew six beers each and go against each other wow and that's the cool. winner and the winner's going to get brewed to the brewers collective so there'll be 18 beers there on july 23rd uh, it's open to the skeleton i don't know if it's open to the public though um uh but it's 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 gonna it might be a skeleton army thing only the skeleton army is their mug club yeah right yeah, yeah.
0: we uh we actually got a chance to sit down with them and talk with them a little bit before their opening. they're opening super cool and interesting oh they're people. very amazing, amazing. Yeah, they're yeah, great so
3: i'm really excited about that too I'm really excited about some it. So, of those Gruets that they're making are just yeah okay. and it's some,
0: like nothing else I've
3: ever tasted. Yeah. And they and they really p- were pushing our brewers to do something interesting. So our brewers are like, you know, they all don't want to do, just do IPAs. They want to do the like, hey, these guys are really into cool stuff and we want to do yeah. something cool with these hops too. So it's going to be, it's going to be 18 different beers. Wow. wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well,
0: Andrew, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thanks Absolutely. for spending a little bit and of time. And, and, and uh, best of luck here. in the competition, man. Thanks guys. Really Absolutely. appreciate thank you you for out. the invite. All right. So. Andrew made a lavender maple bacon beer, right? Was that what he said he made?
2: Yes. and
0: uh, We're going on memory
1: here, so it's a little fuzzy.
2: I remember being pleasantly surprised as to how drinkable it was.
1: Yeah, I I remember thinking, you know, we had heard about that combination a lot earlier in the night and thinking to myself, oh, my God, how does anyone pull off a beer that has maple, bacon, and then, oh, yeah, lavender. Let's throw that in there. Yeah. And it, and it didn't taste Anything like I thought it would, and it was a very drinkable and not overpowering flavor.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would drink that beer. If somebody walked up to me and handed me that beer, I'd finish it.
0: Yeah, I recall liking it as well, and I remember that there was that the bacon had that little bit of smokiness in at the end of it, which kind of complemented the lavender flavor nicely. So, I was I was happy with that beer also.
1: Yeah, yeah. me too.
2: So, good job, Andrew. Well done.
0: Um, Our next interviewee is chris kelly he's one of the members of libme and he is one of the organizers i believe
2: he's the organizer of the competition yes
0: all right so let's hear from chris and sitting down with us now is chris kelly he is a very accomplished home brewer and a libme member here and he was uh sitting down how are you doing today chris
4: i'm very good how are you guys we're
0: we're doing just fine we're getting a chance to try a couple great
2: beers and talk to some fantastic people so it's a good night for us so I understand, like the, the competition is sort of like your baby, or you're the, the at at the helm of the ship.
4: Yeah, I mean, my, my whole purpose behind this was uh, we were the the core of us were all members of the, the brews of the East End Revival Homebrew Club, and uh, they did a thing where everybody had to brew a beer with a cereal. What I liked about it was that it got people together, and everybody had to brew with somebody that they'd never brew, brewed with. I mean, everybody, like, I always brew with my brother or my high school friend. So it's never, like, you know, random person in the club never brews with me. So the whole purpose was to come up with an idea to have people to brew with other people that they've never brewed with. So I just started thinking of things. It's like, well, why don't we just make somebody brew a random style with random ingredients, you know, and just see how it works. Who knows? We could come up with the next great, you know, style that, you know, who would ever think of brewing this? Let some
0: dumb luck help you out a little bit. Why not?
4: And it actually did work with me the first year. I was definitely like, how the heck is this going to work? I had to brew a rye IPA with orange zest, which I'm like, all right, that works. And then yeah. basil. It's like, ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was the last part? Basil. Basil, oh yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to brew a very orange centric, you know, all Amarillo and. Uh, citra hops just go big on right. the orange flavor and I called Adam Crockett who's one of our founding members and he brewed with basil I'm like how do I add basil to a beer he right. told me added basil and I brewed a good IPA and just added basil and saw what would happen there you go literally tasted it out of the fermenter and was like holy shit magic <laughs> like <laughs> was baffled and like Two days later, we had a competition. I'm like, I have to enter this. So force carved it real quick, right. entered it, and it won. And that was the up... uh, basil and the rye, right? Yes, and it ended yeah. up winning the entire. Uh...
0: I think we had, I think. No, well, we he... didn't have it on the podcast, but I think at some point we had had that, right? Yeah, because it was brewed
4: at GSB.
2: Yeah, that was that was quite a good beer, man. I appreciate yeah, it. it. Thank you. It... If you don't mind me asking, because uh, throwing random herbs into beer is something that is, like, on my agenda. So, like, how did you actually add the basil in that beer? Was it towards, like,
4: the end of the boil? Five
2: minutes. Gotcha.
4: Yeah, just uh, that's what Adam told me. He's like, just, he's like, you're going bold with flavors. Just throw a half an ounce in five minutes, and that's what I did.
2: Oh, and that little in the... Yeah, I
4: mean, Well, half an ounce is a whole container of basil. You know, I did dried basil. Gotcha. Oh, you okay. did dried. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. I did fresh orange zest and uh, dried basil.
1: Is there a reason why you selected the dry versus uh, versus the, um, the fresh?
4: Uh, consistency of flavor, just trying to replicate it. You know, um, I I actually grow like four different types of basil in my house, but it, it's one of those things I'm not very educated on. So I just went for the I don't know. I'm just gonna say the grocery store answer. You know, it's just right. That what, way you had a standard. Yeah, like I I don't know enough about it too. Okay. You know.
0: I think the only other basil beer that I've ever had is the one that um, Paul from Blind Bat
4: made. Yeah, the the honey basil. Ale.
0: Right, which was, was Which was has every, awesome every type
1: of basil that's ever existed in it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> or at, now least, at
0: least like five knows or six. he basil. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. <laughs> like, used to spend some time looking at that. Like
4: he, w- he was talking to me about my beer. I was like, yeah, I, I just put basil in it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, you want to talk hops? <laughs> I'll talk hops with you all day, but uh, basil? Basil? Mm, not so much. Okay, so <laughs> you
0: seem like quite the hop head. You're wearing the hat with the hop heads on it. Yeah. What's the favorite type, man? you got to pick
4: one to brew your last beer with. What's going in it? I, I mean, the the obvious answer would be Citra. I mean, Citra is just such okay. a well-rounded... It is a nice one, yeah. You I'm not going to say you can't make a bad beer with it, but it's just such an easy beer. I mean, there, there's other exotic ones that give you really cool flavors, but Citra is just such a... I mean, even if you want to just go Citra and Mosaic, they okay. they they just bounce off each other really well. But Citra, definitely, you know, it, it's easy to get. Yeah, you know, the no, price absolutely. point is not the worst in the world. You yeah, know, when you buy hops like me, I mean, I buy you know like ten buy. pounds of hops at a time. Wow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, my wife and my freezer. You know, it's a, it's always <laughs> an ongoing. <laughs> there you go. Do you, I, do you know, that's you like a recurring for, theme. Do Make you, sure the wife is supportive of when you're Do you lay going out, here.
2: like, one-ounce packages from the big block and, like, reseal it with a vacuum sealer? I, no,
4: I have a vacuum sealer. So, I, I mean, when my brew day comes, I, you know, I Ziploc bag all my additions. I I vacuum seal and freeze my uh, dry hop. And whatever's left, I just vacuum seal it again and put it back in the freezer.
2: Oh, just all together.
4: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um... Did I notice before? Were you involved in some of the judging for the competition tonight?
4: Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know. They were uh, looking for a judge. Um, I'm actually not a certified judge, but uh, that's I've okay. Done, Neither are we. Yeah, I've done my fair share of judging. I, I definitely have the vocabulary. I just don't have the free time to uh, actually do it.
0: <laughs> fair enough. That's completely understandable. Was there anything that you tried tonight that really stuck out at you that said, wow, this is, this is something really creative or just amazingly tasting good?
4: Oh, I mean, there were definitely like four or five beers that, you know, I could, I, I know you guys are big on the, uh, you know, and that's how I judged a lot of them. I was like, you know, I could definitely drink a pint of this. I could definitely drink a growler of this. I like you know? this man. We had, <laughs> didn't even have to explain to it, and he knows our rating system.
3: And, you he know. got a fan.
4: The the one I'm drinking right now, the New England Pale Ale with uh, tea and habanero, it was just I could drink this all day. You know, this is uh, a yeah. It has a, a it has the spice, it has that amazing habanero flavor. It's a New England IPA Pale Ale, whatever. Right. It's just delicious. No, it we is very good. Yeah. We went
0: and gra- I went and grabbed some tastings for us to try, and this is amazing. Really loving the sweet tea flavor to it and just enough spice that makes you say hey man i am drinking something with a little bit in there yeah the the lingering
2: heat in it's very nice
1: yeah Yeah, we spoke to chris earlier when he described it um i I figured it was i I thought i would like it but when you taste the combined flavors especially with the heat that just sits around a little bit it um it's, it's exceeded my expectations it's great i think it's the first one that i've had that really has that flavor in the back of the palate that at the
0: end of the sip that just builds up that doesn't like kick you in the teeth with that heat and it's really enjoyable to
4: me yeah it's weird because you know normally with new england ipas it's going to be that that dryness the uh the hop oils that are just going to coat your mouth yeah but you're you're getting that but you're also getting that that uh, habanero flavor and heat as well yeah absolutely which, i mean our club has always been very partial to peppers you know we're oh right yeah <laughs> that's
2: i mean long before I got into brewing and whatnot going to beer festivals like seeing the LIBME club yeah. generally always at least like one chili pepper beer there and oh, generally that yes. was like my favorite beer at the festival.
1: Yeah. yeah that's basically what Mark and I would do would find find you guys and then find the chili beer and that was that was the starting point for the day. Yeah one
4: of the one of the notorious beers that we did I think it was at Bayfest or Punktoberfest uh, not not that I did but uh, Mike Palatino did it. It was a uh, Peaches and scream. I don't know if you guys ever had it, but no, I don't no, think no, I had no. Killer name though. People went nuts for it. I yeah. mean, it was like intense peach and hot, like to the point of like sweating. I think <laughs> I need a glass of milk, but I can just survive. You know? like, ah, <laughs> oh, that, that's my kind of chili. Like, like it's, it was so hot, but it was like. Ju- just at the level, just at my level. Mike's level is, you know. That's it sounds like me and him could be ungodly. friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember that one. I
2: remember, like, a pineapple and jalapeno beer, that, I want to say. That
1: was good. Okay.
2: And uh, there's definitely been some other ones as well. But, yeah, it's also, you know, like, inspiration that it, one of the things that's gotten me like, alright, I'm gonna make beer and then I'm gonna put chili peppers in it because I've had so many great examples from the club that I've enjoyed.
4: Yeah, I haven't gone too much into the... I mean, they they laugh at me. I mean, when when I eat food with my family and stuff, they're like, you know, you eat the hottest food in the world. But when I eat food with these guys, they're like... (laughs) They're like, you why know, you they're like a mile? where's, where's your on? man card? You know, it's like, you know, like, why are you crying? That's uh, that's kind of the
2: way I feel with Justin because like I enjoy hot food and I'll put like, sriracha and red pepper flakes on my food and stuff, but like this guy for his birthday last year, I think it was, I bought him like Grow Your Own Carolina Reaper kits. Oh, yeah, Because oh. like that's the level of heat that he's like, Mike, yeah. who I keep
4: referring to, hydroponically grows Carolina Reapers in his basement. That's amazing. Yeah. I have scotch bonnets. And he bonnets. makes pepper. He makes powder out of it. Oh, it's incredible.
1: <laughs> I have scotch bonnets and uh, uh, ghost chilies outside that I, I plan on splitting out into a uh, some kind of stout of some sort at, at, towards yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Because yeah. I enjoy the heat, but I don't want to punish myself. No. And I'm yeah. sitting
0: there at the bottom just going like, listen, if you guys want to cry while you're pooping <laughs> later, that's fine by me. <laughs> I'm going to drink what I enjoy or eat what I enjoy, but after that, I think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, my 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 introduction to, like, coming into this club, I was like, oh, I, I eat the hottest food in the world. And then I met two of these guys, and they're at Dex eating these special wings that they make for them. And I walked by, I was like, oh, my God, they smell hot. Yeah. Oh, they're not bad. <laughs> and I <laughs> took a bite and immediately started crying. Like, oh, uncontrollable crying. And if you see me, you know, it's just like, I'm a very large man. I, I think you're petite, It's okay. <laughs> so I'm uncontrollably crying, and the the bartender is giving me lemons and milk and black Anything. tea and just um no. But they're just eating them like oh they're delicious. I'm like but yeah candy, no. <laughs> yeah, I would like to try those. Yeah.
0: So. Chris, is there any um, is there anything particular that maybe you have in the uh, in the fermenter at home or something that you're plotting on brewing that's really interesting that you want to let us know about?
4: I, I also do have a beer on tap right now at Great South Bay. Okay. Um, Which a, one's out there? Go Big or Go Home. Oh, is that still on? Yes. It's oh, still that's on. awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, refresh my memory. What's that one about? That is another Pro-Am winner. Um, it's yeah, an, go, tell me a little bit more about okay, the beer. Okay, it's,
4: like. it's a Pro-Am winner. It's an American IPA. Okay. Um, the uh, the recipe that ended up coming out is a little different from mine, so uh, we went with Citra Mosaic and kisses. Uh, oh my God, I I can't even remember the third because we had to substitute it, and uh, I, I apologize. That's all right, no worries. And uh, you know, I I have been working on my uh, I've been brewing for like ten years. The, the quick story on how I became a brewer, you know, just to segue here. Uh, no, tell us, please. I was at North Fork Craft Beer Fest and was walking around tasting all the beers, you know, as you guys have done. And went up and, just like we all joke about this, it's a reoccurring joke with homebrewers. And if you're listening to this and you go to beer festivals, we're, yes, we are laughing at you. When you walk up and you're like, can I have this seasonal beer? It's like, no, that says Saison. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody does it. There and you go. <laughs> yes, and it's. We're, and now we I'm are, worried if I've ever done that. Yeah. I don't think
0: I ever did, but I'm, yeah. I'm worried. Uh, if I did. You
4: would be amazed at how many. Like, can I have the seasonal? No, that says saison. Wow. it's so, not
0: a typo. I wasn't drunk. Like, I yeah, know.
4: and and I'm I was that guy, and I was like, can I try the seasonal? He's like, no, it's a saison, and he explained to me what it was. Yeah, it was. Right. And I tasted it, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is great! Where can I buy this?" You know, just like we hear every festival. Oh yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm a home brewer, and I make this in my ba- You know, I make this in my backyard." I was like, "Okay, well, I, how do I get to do this?" He's I like, need to do this, yeah. "Come over to my house," and he gave me his number. I came over the next day. I brewed beer, and here I am, 10 years later. You know, still you know brewing with them.
0: <laughs> That's great, man. And you're making some damn fine beers too. Don't. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you different. They're pretty awesome.
4: Yeah. So <laughs> so I, I did that, and I, I've always been very partial to IPAs. And I with my uh, driving to work all the time, I started listening to podcasts. And okay. first I started with hops, then I started with water, then I started with chemicals, then mashing and malting and just mastering, well, tr- attempting to master everything right. and just putting tons of time into, you know, how to do each phase, each ingredient. Right. And finally came up with, I, I pretty much I have a, a baseline recipe that I do for all my IPAs. Okay. And back to where we were, a Go Big or Go Home is literally from my guideline of okay. like how I make IPAs. There's That's a great. certain percentage of IBUs that come at, I, I do a first word hop, a 15 minute hop, a 5 minute hop a whirlpool hop and then I dry hop for with three to four ounces for five days. And it's always, you know, and there'll be like twenty percent uh specialty malts and I mash very low because I like very dry IPAs. Okay. And uh it's always the same thing but I just switch the ingredients, you know, looking for, you know, the magical change the the
0: malt, change the hop that you use and all so, right. But you I, found a nice balance with the, with the pr- proportion, so why change it?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't like 120 IB, IPAs. Right. It, they're, they're not... You don't like some, to destroy your palate? No, and it's not something I ever want to have, like, two pints of. But uh, I, I generally aim for a 65 to 70, and, you know, I love hop flavor. I just want it in your face, but I don't want it to be bitter. So many people like, I hate hops. What they really hate is they hate the bitterness. Right. Yeah, that's you know.
2: what I try to explain to a lot of people, too, is, like, they're, they're two different things. Like, the bitterness comes from the hops, but the hop character is not just the bitterness.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I try to preach that as much as possible. That's why, like, we, you know, admittedly
2: aren't big IPA fans, but we're always trying them to find the ones that... Ha- strike the good balance where it is not just like 85, 120, some ridiculous IBUs, but you get great aroma and flavor from hops that give you the, you know those fruity flavors or uh, you know. I think the ones that keep
0: popping out at me are the ones that you would describe as juicy. Yeah, yeah. you know, oh, those right. are those are the ones that I keep coming across. That as I've come across a few times, I just go, this is the one I like. This yeah. is the one that I want to go back to. Yeah.
4: I mean, I, I always lean more. I love, like, super dry ones, which, you know, it's... It, it's some people don't like it, but, right. you know... But hop flavor is the big thing. I right. love big, intense hop flavor, you know. And, and hop flavors can go anywhere. I mean, they're, the, the range of flavors of hops is just amazing. You know, you go from... Wood to grass to orange to lemon to grapefruit to stone fruit, you know, all over the board. And just, you know, from this little green thing, you get all these amazing flavors.
1: So, for uh, commercial beer, if someone's looking for something that gives you good hop flavor without bitterness, what would you pick?
4: Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm such a bad person to ask that question because I. I imagine I, you don't drink I, a lot of commercials. No, I really don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm so bad with, like, supporting, like, the beer industry because I literally, like, 98% of what I drink is what I've made. That's um, great
2: if you're at that point.
4: Like, no, yeah, man, if you're I,
0: making good stuff, there's no reason to. Absolutely. I mean, like,
4: like, if I'm out, like, I love, like, like Stone IPA. I love, it's it's a little more bitter, but, like, right. it's always a solid, good beer. Um, something, uh What the heck is it? Dirt Wolf. Which one was that? Dirt Wolf? Dirt Wolf.
2: Never heard of that one.
4: I believe that was it. I don't know. All right. Yeah, but like I said, I'm, I'm... Which is funny. When we started here, I was a beer collector. Right. And they were all homebrewers, and I was a beer collector. And I had this huge collection of beers, and everybody used to love to come to my house because I had all these aged beers and this and that. And now that's you. That's that guy right there. I'm yeah.
0: pointing to Justin, but that's that guy. I,
4: I yeah. Just, yeah, I just brewed my second batch of beer, so yeah.
1: I, I might be headed in the opposite direction, it looks like.
4: <laughs> yeah. And, and now you come to my cellar, and there's like five beers left. <laughs> I've just destroyed I it, and I haven't it. replenished yeah. it.
0: There you go all right man well chris thank you so much for sitting down with us we appreciate it is there anything last minute that you'd like to pitch or tell us about or anything else that needs to we need to know what's going on
4: no i mean uh you know i don't know nothing right. comes to mind you know it's uh been a pleasure i've listened to you guys you know i've listened to every episode up till you know about a month ago but you know okay you guys are definitely entertaining and uh well, I, pre- I appreciate I, it. You. We appreciate
2: it hearing Yeah, tonight. that's great. Absolutely, thank you. Thank, thanks for, uh, you know, suggesting that I bring us down here tonight for this uh, competition. It was great to be invited down. Yeah,
4: I'm, I'm, my, my whole thing is I'm always looking to bring, you know, the beer community together. Like, th- this is what we're all about. We're all about preaching good beer. You know, like, get that Budweiser out of your hand. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. like. Life. You know, <laughs> just try something good, you know, like. Yeah. and But I, I've kind of warded away from that a little bit. I, I was to the point where I'd like walk up like, no, don't drink that, you know, try this. Yeah. And now I I don't want to do it as much and my wife will like see somebody order something. Why don't you talk to my husband? And it's like, no, nah, I I don't want to <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> I don't, you know? I don't like, need to be the evangelist yeah. anymore. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I, if somebody's looking for information, i love to share it, you know, right. and I. I have great examples of all, you know...
0: I'm sure all that... That's not shattering glass, it's just ice. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> Everything's okay. <laughs> We're all safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, That's awesome, man. Chris, thank yeah. you so much, and uh, keep up on, keep on with the great work. I'm looking forward to drinking more of your beer in the future. All right, yes.
4: I uh, I look forward to having free time and uh, getting the brew some more. Was, Excellent. Cheers. Thank cheers. you very much. Cheers, right, man. Cheers. Thank you, guys.
0: So we just want to say thanks again to chris kelly we know he's a, a listener and we know he was instrumental in getting us out to the event so thanks again chris yes thank you absolutely. absolutely now our next person that we got a chance to sit down with is mr chris dolan and he also brewed a excellent beer he had the uh, new england pale ale with the, the tea and the habanero which i recall being pretty outstanding
1: yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I remember having a a good heat to it, even for me. So um, that's definitely saying something. It was very tasty, for sure. So we're going to let Chris tell you more about it.
0: We have a special guest of Chris Dolan. Correct. All right, I got it right. And Chris is one of the brewers over at Blue Point Brewing. Say hi, Chris. How's it going? How's, er- how's, uh, how's everything, guys? We're doing just fine, man. We're glad to finally talk to somebody and have a couple beers in us, so it's always a good start. So... Chris, the story you know, the question we always ask our guests first is how did you get into beer and brewing and working in this working in this industry? So how did I get into beer? I started brewing beer because
5: there's one bottle left that my grandfather used to brew when he would homebrew. Okay. Wow. There's one bottle left and I now own it. Thank God my mom there relinquished it and gave it to me. You got that but down it, in the cellar? It, it's in a bottle and it's got remember the old like paper that you had to rip the sides off in order to oh yeah you had uh, the, to,
0: dot the, the dot favorite. matrix printer yeah. printer.
5: oh right with the dot he, yeah he used that as a beer bottle and an, a, as a label and actually says frank's infamous brewing folly on it that's <laughs> and awesome the only reason why i started brewing was because i said i don't know what that tastes like but because grandpa did it i want to do it so that's, that's how i started reason. home brewing uh and then professional brewing uh i i didn't always professionally brew. I used to work in the radio industry okay. uh, for 10 years. Uh, I am slightly crazy and love beer, and my wife was uh, gracious enough to allow <laughs> me to uh, become a
0: professional brewer yeah. uh, about, two and a half, about two years ago now. Well, hopefully putting the microphones in front of you isn't giving you any uh, Vietnam flashbacks here. No, I, I miss it sometimes. <laughs> so um, you, uh, my understanding is that you are... Co- involved in the Pro-Am program at the, with the Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts. Yep. So, Could you explain to us like what that is and kind of what you do with it?
5: Yeah, of course. So the Pro-Am competition is something that Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts have been doing for four years now. Okay. Uh, it used to be uh, over at Great South Bay. And All right. what it is, we would have uh, a monthly competition in club with right. just club members. Uh, and you could brew any beer style the breweries always had some parameters, like for a couple of the yeah, years like there was no, no lagers, beers. no sours. Okay. But everything else, like, let your mind run completely wild.
0: Still pretty wide open. Yep. So if you were to
5: win that monthly competition, uh, you would then be eligible if your beer scored high enough based on a BJCP uh, evaluation okay. of the beer. It would then get brewed at that brewery, and then one of those beers would go on to GABF. Nice. And... Two years ago, now we actually won the gold medal at GABF in the Pro Am competition. One of ninety-three beers, wow. we came in first place. That for. was
0: for the uh, the Muscat Love. The Muscat beer, right? Love that yeah. Brian
5: Giebel did. It all was right. an absolutely phenomenal beer. We, I still uh, have my I still have my uh, bottle signed by Brian. Oh, that's, cool. that's really cool in my beer room at home. Because that is very, that, was, that is
0: very cool. We've uh, we've all actually tried the Muscat Love, and we had it was a little different. We hadn't tried, you know, we hadn't. I don't know if it was quite our cup of tea, but it, but it was. Definitely a really creative beer. And so I used to
5: chase the idea of being the am side of the pro am. Okay. uh, For two years. I always envisioned, like, how awesome would it be if my beer was the one that gets brewed at a brewery and then were to medal at GABF. But I have since surpassed that am side to the pro side. So it's a really unique opportunity for me okay. as now a professional brewer to live that dream and, and give somebody else the opportunity to potentially have their homebrew win a gold medal at GABF. So that, it's, uh, it's a, a personal pride of mine since it came to Blue Point to really right. do the best
2: we can to... I can definitely see how that would be out. very rewarding for you in that aspect. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't win
5: the M side, but if I can right. help somebody win the M side on the pro side, it, it that, that would be just as good as if I was on the M. side.
0: what was that transition like between like, was there a thought process going on in your brain? Like, was there something that just clicked or did you, and like, just what did that, what did that experience like of saying, Hey man, I'm really not going to be on that amateur side. It's not something I'm going to accomplish, but change over to the other side of it.
5: Uh, when it comes to the competition itself, it was, uh, it was a little bittersweet because right. I, I really, really, really chased it. I, I was eligible the first two years right. to get brewed, and I never got brewed when we were at uh, Great South Bay. And one time, like uh, Rick over there told me, he's like, you were this close to going. So that was that was a little uh, a little bittersweet, but in terms of like professionally, like right. it was, I don't know, it's like my calling card finally came up, and I was like, no, this is what I was meant to do. I I thought I was blessed. I love radio, right? And I worked at I had thought I had my dream job. I worked at ESPN, and I'm a sports nut. Like my okay. wife yells at me, like no more sports. Like. Okay, hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> this may end the conversation right now. Is Go. it a Mets or a Yankees?
5: Uh, okay. Uh. Well. Let's see. It's the only sport that I don't have a true team. Okay. So I I'll, I must preface I grew up as a Atlanta Braves fan. Are you not from the Are you from the neck of the woods? just I have to preface by saying that uh, I grew up on Long Island. Okay. But in the 90s, if okay. you guys all yeah, remember, every single Braves game was on TBS. Yeah. Yep. There the you day. go. Understand. And I literally watched. People would always tell me when I was because I grew up in a, a house with nobody that watched sports. Right. Everybody always said. What is wrong with your son? Like nobody watches sports. <laughs> How did he become a sports nut? Yeah. So nobody told me. Like
0: you're not I understand that a Braves. certain aspect.
5: Yeah. Because. Right? So- so I'm like, I'm in fourth grade, and I'm
0: just like, uh... I get to watch Chipper Jones I, I, every day. I'm, of course he's I, the best. My <laughs> my first
5: AOL screen name, because you could only have uh, 10 characters or less, was C. Jones Fan 9. I couldn't have C. Jones Fan 10 because I ran out of characters <laughs> on there. That was actually my first AOL uh, That's screen. That's great. That's how much I love the Braves. Everybody would be like, how are you a Braves fan? And I'm like, why are you guys telling me this? Because I could watch the the Mets, the Yankees, the Cubs... Because they were on WGN, which right, used to right. be,
0: be here on Long Island. Yeah, and online. I could watch
5: the Braves. I didn't understand why people didn't You know what? Like that's it.
0: the same bullshit of why there's so many goddamn Cowboy fans and, and Steelers fans all over the country also. Because so, they were always they were on, on the, TV. Always on. So if, if, I'm not judging at all. That's so, the only acceptable answer
5: other than Mets. But I, uh, <laughs> I stopped rooting for the Braves probably about 2000. And I've tried to have a favorite team in baseball. Yeah. I'm a huge fantasy baseball like, okay. Not like yeah, that screws
1: he, everything up because if you have a, if you have a if you're a big fan of something, you have to either avoid that team or draft a bunch from that team. It yeah. messes everything. And up. I had
5: a hardcore. I'm still in a hardcore league of like. 10-year keeper league and i at one point in time i had partial season tickets to the yankees to try to root for the yankees didn't happen i have a couple of mets jerseys but i don't have a it's the only sport that i don't have a diehard allegiance
0: if you don't develop that love when you're you know when you're a young guy it doesn't it's not there it's just it doesn't come secondary but not to pick out a scab that you that you kind of mentioned a little bit before you said you got really close to getting your amateur beers brewed what were some of those beers that got really close? Uh, I'm interested clo- to know.
5: The closest was uh, a chili chocolate milk
0: stout. Oh, that,
5: that sounds great. You are, do, so. you are
0: speaking sweet words to our
5: ears, my friend. So it was uh, like 5.5% milk stout. Uh, and then I actually didn't add like specifically just chilies and chocolate to it. I found this really amazing Mexican drinking chocolate that was in powdered form. So okay. it's got chocolate. It's got... Um, Two types of peppers, habaneros, and I don't know. I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. And a little bit of cinnamon. Okay. It, and I only added that to get make it a chili chocolate milk stout. That sounds, it sounds really very awesome. And uh, wow. that was the one that I was really hoping was going to go. And that was like inches oh, away. So but, close. So close. So close, but so far. But now my goal is to get somebody else to that level and do what I, I okay. fell short of on that side.
2: So speaking to that a little bit, uh, so we're here covering the chop competition after the judging's completed and whatnot. Like, where does it go from there? Like, so the, the winning bird or team gets their beer brewed at blue point, correct?
5: Yeah. So what we do now is, uh, whoever wins the competitions that we have inner club now uh, this year we did three brews. So okay. if you were to win, you would then have your beer brewed at, uh, blue Point. And we did, uh, 22 and a half barrels. Wow. That's the smallest we can do on our system. Okay. And then we've done three of them. We just did the last one a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so everybody had a 22 and a half barrel batch made. Uh, we kegged it, had it on in the tasting room and I also bottled it. And gave bottles, a couple of cases to each of the guys or teams that have won. Because okay. a couple of cases, there were a couple of teams that have had won. And then next week, we're actually going to sit down and pick the winner, which will then get brewed again next month and then entered into GABF for later this fall. That's,
1: That's incredible. Exciting. What uh, what has won so far this year? What's in the running? So today? we have uh, two former
5: chopped winners. One was from two years ago that just never got brewed at Great South Bay. Okay. And this team made this pre-prohibition lager with ginger and habaneros. Oh, well, my I, God. I, sh- I should say Mexican chilies. Okay. Because okay. yeah. so they, they made, like, a little tincture out of it. So you say like pre-prohibition lager with ginger yeah. and chilies. Essentially, I was interested
0: right? at just the pre-prohibition lager and ginger. Like, that sounded interesting to me. But throw they, the... Throwing the
2: chilies in there really the ginger plus chilies gives you two different kinds of heat so that just kind of of makes me all kinds of happy. This
5: this beer was so good that was um, I that year I was on still on the amp side and I did a uh, what did I do that year? Oh, I had a specialty IPA Uh with peaches and smoked malt. And I thought our beer was absolutely phenomenal. And I'm going around tasting all the beers, and I took one sip, and I was like, went to the other two guys on my team, and I said, guys, we came in second place. Oh, shit, man. They're like, really? I'm like, this beer is phenomenal. And no joke, came in second place. To that to, beer. To that beer. It is phenomenal. And, and Just Blue remember, Point,
0: talent recognizes talent, man. We
5: hit a home <laughs> run at Blue Point. Because we didn't – it was. this was two years ago. They didn't have any beer left for us to go off of. Right. And they came down. They brewed it with us. And then we actually did post-filtration. We added in the ginger and the peppers. Yeah. And they were there to taste as we were going. And I'm never – so the guy who won uh, was the, the head captain of that team, Ken Heiss amazing homebrewer. Okay. Like me and him always had little battles of who was the better homebrewer. Right. The look on his face when we finally hit it just right. Like we we kept, we kept like stars aligned, and then (laughs) all of a sudden his eyes just went wide and he was just like, that's it. Stop, stop, stop. I was like, yes. I'm like, so there's that. Uh, there's also last year's chops winner, uh, which is a, uh, American, uh, style stout with right. coconut and ginger. Get uh, the ginger, okay. I may or may not have captained that team, uh, but I have okay. relinquished my name from that side. Right. Uh, and uh, the other guys have gone on <laughs> from my team have gone on to brew that at Blue Point. Okay. And then we also have a New England
1: Pale Ale. Okay. Not right. New England IPA.
5: <laughs> right. Like 5.2 or 5.3%. Okay and it it this was a couple meetings ago that it won. It was phenomenal. It takes like that big New England i p a that you're usually getting something that's seven and a half percent alcohol yeah. all of a sudden it makes it a little bit more sessionable, but full of that flavor it's made with uh predominantly denali hops, which are I don't I'm think I'm familiar ever had, with that one uh, so the best way I can describe the aroma is basically just like. Jolly Ranchers, so uh, not just a specific. But, but Ranchers. Oh, just like you opened but, up the like bag up, of Jolly Ranchers. Open up a whole bunch of Jolly Ranchers, put them in a bowl, give it a shake, little it shake, up, and give it a little sniff. Stick your nose in there. Like yeah. it, 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 that's what I'm getting from it. Oh okay. my the, god,
0: that, that sounds that, amazing. Where's beer, it from? Was oh, that? Where's that? Where's the Denali one's from? Uh, is that an it, Australian it is an Australian Okay. And it is, Crazy Aussies, man, I love them.
5: It is. It, 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 it's an absolutely lovely hop. I'm not going to lie. I still do the Chopped Competition, and I have a beer out there right now that has Denali hops in it because I love that beer so
0: much. (laughs) Can you tell us about the beer that you have out there?
5: Uh, It's a New England-style IPA, and we were tasked with doing it with uh, tea. Okay. And hot peppers.
0: What kind of tea? And was it just open-ended tea and open-ended yeah, it, it, hot peppers? It's
5: open-ended on both ends. Okay. So, literally, we, we pull these things out of a hat. Right. And I wasn't there for the drawing. I was at a concert that day. And being that my team had won last year and came in second place the year before, I thought they were completely just going to screw me over, right? Yeah. So, I'm sitting there. I'm like... They're gonna text me, I'm gonna get out of the concert because I have no service here. They're gonna text me, they're gonna be like, You got like Belgian ale Wait, with wasabi and, and tacos, and, there you and, go. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, taco seasoning. Like, some, yeah. Something that just like, it wasn't even an option to pull out of the hat. They were just gonna do it anyway.
0: What's gonna screw them the most? There it so, is. Uh,
5: so what, it's a specialty IPA, and I'm like, All right, so New England IPA falls under that category, right? Right. So for now, so for for now, that, <laughs> yeah. well that, that's where they're telling you to put it. For now, right? Okay. Um, I've learned a lot about tea over the years. My wife actually runs a coffee and tea festival, and that'll help. Tea is <laughs> not only just like leaf based, but there's all sorts of teas that have dried fruit and all sorts of things in it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to find. Some tea that's just not leaf based, that's absolutely going to go well with that style. Interesting. So, what we ended up, I at her coffee and tea festival, I went around to all the tea vendors and I was like, I need something that's like fruit forward. Okay. And I found this blood orange hibiscus tea. So, it's got blood orange, dried blood orange chunks in it. It's got hibiscus, rose hips, and uh, something else. In it, and I wanted to use that because I'm like, yeah. we're doing this fruity IPA, but we're gonna now have like this fruit forward, uh, yeah, like tea that's gonna play off of that fruity nature, but also change the color a little bit to okay. go from that
1: like really
5: cloudy normal color to like more of a red color.
0: So out of curiosity, that do you add sure. the the tea stuff to the boil, or do you like make a tea concentrate and mix it in, like? So I'm not sure how you would even so work. So I, I mean,
5: I absolutely went bonkers just trying to figure out what to do with the tea itself okay Um, learning tea over the years so because I I come from an audio background I do all of her seminars and listen to people at these festivals talk about tea and coffee The (laughs) just by osmosis you picked up something (laughs) yeah and I learned I I initially thought like let's put it in the boil but all these teas literally it's like two or three minutes at like 185 degrees Fahrenheit and you're going to start to pull a lot of like bitterness and these tannins that you just don't want so i'm okay. like i don't want it to be in the boil but yeah, that six, you...
1: 60 minutes of boil is probably not going to be good
5: yeah I don't, I don't even want it for five minutes in there because right. i'm like that's too much and then i'm like all right and then i'm like maybe i'll do it at flame out but even at flame out i don't know how fast my my coil chiller is going to chill my beer down before okay. i'm going to start to extract that um went back and forth with the guys in my group A bunch, and then we decided that we were going to put it once we started to cold crash the beer. Okay. We uh, crashed it down to 45 degrees. I added the tea in, and then I literally sampled like every two hours. Okay. Until I got the level that we wanted, because at no point did I want like the hibiscus to completely take over. Right. Yeah, because it'll do that. But it lended this amazing like orange character to it, and then. I have found in my years of brewing this really awesome habanero extract because my whole entire idea of the whole beer as a whole before we brewed it right. was New England IPA, really fruity, eccentric tea, and then, like, on the back end, so you get this taste, and then on the back end, some heat, but, like, minimal heat, enough to, so you know it's there. Just a warmth. And then, and then yeah, a just like a pleasant warmth. And then it, and then it like, if it's going to linger, like... It's like a little note, not like uh, we're gonna blow your palate out. Right. Okay,
0: that sounds really intriguing, and I'm am just saying I'm I'm sitting there, and even though I'm enjoying this beer so much, I'm like, I wish that was in here. I want. We, <laughs> we
5: got it outside. I'll make uh, sure to pour you guys. All right, oh, we're we're you. Have to that's awesome. Of course, I'll, I'll I'll bring it on over for right. you
0: guys. So I mean, that's. Do you have? Is there a particular? beer out there that maybe not your do you know anything about any of the other beers out there
5: so i've gotten to try six of the other ones uh okay uh, this is by far like the best year of everybody's been doing a phenomenal job i can't wait to try the other four okay i mean even so every year you hear somebody get a clunker right like you're just like there's no way that you're gonna make that work right that that's just i'm trying to i'm trying to think of the base beer. i want to say off the top of my head it's something like uh an American pale ale with coffee and lavender.
1: That's the second time that one's come up. But okay, yeah, yeah. And, yeah we, we heard Andrew got like maple and wait, uh, wait, wait, bacon wait, and oh, lavender yeah, or something. I'm sorry, it was lavender
5: and maple bacon syrup.
4: <laughs> gotcha. And, yeah, uh, that's what, that's yeah, what yeah, Andrew got. Yeah. And,
5: and you're like, that's no way is that going to work. And guess what he did? He, he turned that around into something that was absolutely phenomenal i was like this is i'm like i didn't think anybody can make this taste good like it's just a testament to how good the brewers in the club really are there you go because usually there's people that just basically like you draw out of the hat that day and you say well this sucks like there's no way i'm gonna make that good (laughs) right and then you just like kind of mail it in from that point on but no no nobody mailed it in this year Mm -hmm. it's absolutely phenomenal
0: cool well, man, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing some of your insight on it. Is there anything else you want to let us or maybe a couple people that might listen? No? Uh, no.
5: All right. No, but All Thank right. you for having me, guys. Hey, Thanks for your time, cheers, Chris. Cheers, man, and
0: best of luck in the competition. Cheers, of course, guys. Thank you. So that was Chris Dolan, and I believe his beers was one of the winners, correct?
2: Yes. He, both his team, uh, which was uh, led by Adam Weiss, and... No, I'm sorry. Chris Kelly's team was led by Adam Weiss, and Chris Dolan's team tied right for the winner, because the club selected one of the beers, and then the strict BJCP judging that was going on simultaneously selected the opposite beer, so they had a tie, right. And Blue Point decided that they were going to brew both beers. And uh, at least the first of those should be hitting the tap soon. So keep an eye out for that. But just for good measure, because there can be no ties, uh, you know, internally within the club, the brewers challenged each other to a brew off. So if one, you know, we'll let, you know, one brewer's under one brewer. Exactly. Once we hear from uh, somebody in the club as to who, who came out on top, Because they're basically doing the same thing all
1: over again. They're drawing random ingredients and random styles. If I remember correctly, I don't remember the style, but I I remember one of them being uh, some kind of wood or barrel aged. I remember Andrew telling us recently. uh, I'm pretty sure one of them is uh, a wood thing.
2: Oh, for the brew-off? For the brew-off, yeah. Okay, I don't don't remember myself, but uh, either way, I think it's really fun. I think it's great that uh, Blue Point decided to just brew both of them because they were both outstanding beers and... uh, yeah, I mean, there can be only one. So, my understanding good was, was that the Highlander.
0: Bas- <laughs> yeah, my understanding was that they basically finished one and two in the votings anyway. You know that the, um, even though the the judges selected the first one, you know they flip flopped one and two. Right. That the the people that the members loved the one of them and put that one as one and put the the better judged one as number 2 and then the judges just flip-flop those two anyway like exactly. so they were it wasn't like one really felt, you know was loved by the people but you know just wasn't a good BJCP beer um I, of all the things that we tried there i know we tried like 3 or 4 of the different beers and i thought they were all pretty good like they were
2: yeah they were all and very good
0: it really was one of those moments that made me go man i am not a as much as I love beer, I am not a home brewer because I would not think to put that shit together and even, and, or how to put it together in a way that would be any kind of reasonable beer.
1: Yeah, it was definitely, you know, starting as a home brewer, I, you know, I say the word inspiring. I don't necessarily mean it at that, that high level, but it was interesting to see how people could put together those flavors and how they manage the flavor, you know, just like they do in, in cho- the chop competition. Someone gets uh, some crazy thing and they try to either hide it in there or just get a hint of it. Or they leave it off the plate and then they go home.
0: Yeah, if you right. leave it off the plate, you're always toast. It's very true. It always pisses me off when they don't get it on the plate, but they had it cooked and it was sitting there in the pan. Like, Dude, learn to fucking Plate early. All right, don't <laughs> don't wait till the end to go run and get your plates. Don't stop. That's fucking amateur hour.
1: Okay. I, right. Sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. I, I've watched more than. Apparently, we share. touched the nerve. Yes, we I've did. watched more than my share of episodes of Chop. Um, but at the end of the day, we got a chance to sit down with Paul Comsic, the head brewer at Brickhouse Brewery, which was where this event was being hosted. And Paul's one of our favorite people to in the Long Island brew scene. Yeah, and I think. If you just walked in off the street and you just started talking to Paul, like, you'd immediately want to be friends with Paul. Absolutely. He's he's a great dude, and it's really fun to talk with him, so we're going to let Paul take us home.
1: All right, guys, and uh, here's Paul at the end of the day.
0: All right, and sitting down with us now is Paul Comsick of Brickhouse Brewing. How you doing, Paul?
1: Good, and how about you
6: guys?
0: We are doing good. Awesome.
1: Not bad. Awesome. We can't stop in the Brickhouse without talking to you. <laughs> exactly. Man.
6: So how you been? It's only because I'm only here always. Um, <laughs> I've been great. Uh... It, it's been super chaotic uh, building up for uh, for summer and, and production mode and Alive After Fives and the, and the birthday that just passed. It's it's been rolling for sure, but um, yeah, it's
2: all good things. Both, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, both ahead
6: and and plenty of great beers coming up for this summer. I'm really really excited. Well, about
0: summer we had a, a pint of the uh, of the birthday suit, and oh. I think we all agree that it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stellar. That I was hear really tasty much. stuff, man. So. Hanging out here. You were uh, you were one of the judges included in the tonight's chop uh, competition. Right? Yes, yes. All okay. right. So, was there anything that in particular stood out to you that you said, "Man, this is really incredible" or "really creative" to me?
6: Um, one of the the things that really stood out to me, like between like most of the beers in the competition, was like you know you know there there was so many like random ingredients that were like thrown together and and they had to like put these beers together, but there was a remarkable amount of balance. Between a lot of the ingredients throughout the beers, in the sense that some of some of these beers, there was like a lot of crazy stuff going on, but they were still able to achieve balance between all these crazy ingredients. And I feel like in general, like that's something that um, like, like beers like need a little bit more of in general, like uh, is maybe just like a little bit more balance. But um, okay. especially like in the home brewery sector, the, the, there's so many things like that carry their attention away like all these sexy hops and, and this spice and, and this sour thing and what and whatnot where sometimes the balance gets lost. And I mean there there was two uh chili beers, one with habanero, one with chili, um, that they they were both really good. One was like a honey stout, the other one was a New England IPA with blood orange tea. Yes. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, we got a chance to and, try um, that one. It's tasty. I'm I'm a big fan of heat. I don't like senseless heat. It needs to be a flavorful heat and even between like all the other flavors that they were trying to hit, they, it was a really, really well-balanced beer. And and it, it, it was j- just seeing when, when you can create these like crazy things and where it's like, oh, a chop competition. You have all these ingredients that don't go together and then you drink it and it's like, wait, they actually do. Like they, there was a, a lavender and yeah, maple bacon. Yeah, Andrew's beer, and, yeah. yeah. And like when you, when you smelled it at first, like all you smelled was like pancakes and then when you, when you <laughs> drink it, the lavender was actually, like, cutting the sweetness of the maple and... You get a little again, bit of like, smokiness like, in the back. Yeah, yeah, and, and almost, like, bringing, like, the beer to a balance. And, you know, never in a million years would you ever order a beer at a bar that said maple bacon... In lavender, With yeah. lavender. You'd be like, what the hell? But then, like, when you drink it, it was like, oh, like, this is awesome. And, again, it's like when... Like, like achieving that balance it was really awesome to see the level of balance that all, all these guys created it was really go. really on point the,
1: i think the only way you could market that is what kevin said right it was like, this is a breakfast beer like there's so many breakfast stouts but like or not <laughs> so many, but you know but like this is the first beer that i'm like you know i want eggs while i'm drinking this yeah yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you were
0: saying you want eggs with tomato and a little bit yeah, of like a like, like, a, like
1: a fresca thing like really light <laughs> on the on the the omelet like i normally order an omelet with like 50 things in it that yeah, wouldn't yeah, work yeah. you'd have to get a, a very light omelet and then that beer would be great together
6: yeah especially like you know being in the brew pub atmosphere I find myself always being like oh like what would this pair well with like you know, and, and, and whatnot and, and yeah like yeah like, like the fact that right away you're like oh not 50 ingredients three ingredients in this omelet again balance and accenting everything and absolutely like and I, I think you're absolutely right with that would be the way to market it yeah this is a breakfast beer for sure <laughs> right but uh, I think one of my favorite ones is probably, um, I, I think it was like, like the, the, the chili honey stout. Um, okay. That one, it was, we went into it not expecting to taste any honey, being a, a, a stout and having peppers in there. And, and again, you tasted everything. The heat was just right. It wasn't overpowering. It was very flavorful. Just kind of like tickled like the back of your throat a little bit. It wasn't like you were breathing fire. And it was really on point for sure.
2: I'm a little sad that we didn't get to try that one. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Ah, uh, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one.
0: So, not that... We're not putting any names to anybody, but was there one that you thought maybe didn't really work the greatest? Um. Or just, like, had potential, but just maybe missed the mark a little bit?
6: You know, like, again, like, some of these, like, ingredient lists that they had to put together, it...
0: Oh yeah, we we, we know they're <laughs> yeah, work. they're yeah, yeah. working. Really, some of them are really uphill. We understand. Yeah, that. yeah.
6: there were there was um, an Irish red with. It was like basil and and brandy soaked oak chips, I believe, or, or something along those lines. Which, again, that that's a tall order. Like, yeah, again, like getting interrupt. all those things to achieve play that. nice. Yeah, um, and that one, I I feel like. In the grand scheme of things, like, you know, maybe miss the mark the most. But um, at the end of the day, like, when, you, when you're trying to blend in basil, which can either go from, like, minty to licorice yeah, with, definitely has a with wide brandy and then a dry red. It
1: There's a lot it, of strong, strong things going on yeah, there. Yeah, One yeah. of them is yeah. going to win. Oh, and, and
4: the thing, I heard
0: like like the and licorice, and just my stomach kind of went like, <laughs> like Oh, no, dude, bar, don't bar, do bar. that. No. And,
6: and the thing, like like the beer ended up being really great. Um, it, it, it was very drinkable. Uh, the aroma was really great. It had this huge, like, slightly like, like minty, but like a huge basil aroma. And when you drink it, it was a good beer. But like when you drink it, judging it as this chopped beer, where the the beer style and the other two ingredients need to be in balance with each other uh right that beer like it it didn't hit the mark in, in comparison to the others but again i definitely think it was also one of the bigger challenge probably the bigger one outside of the, the lavender and, and maple bacon, <laughs> and, maple bacon. Uh, and maybe that's just like like the namesake that's making me like think yeah. that way but um yeah i i think in the grand scheme of things that one might have been uh one of the ones i liked the least right. but um
0: now my last question for you is maybe is was there a combo that you saw that you kind of said you know what? I can't do it right away, but maybe I'm gonna tuck that back in my pocket and in a couple of years <laughs> I might pull that bad boy out and make something with it.
6: Oh, 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 like that. You are talking about like creating off of. Um, I will say there there was two like chili beers, um, and both of them were so well done that it really made me evaluate like, hey, maybe I can do like a chili beer. Beer here, like right. something that that's approachable and like drinkable, and and again, like one was, it, yeah, like I said, it was like a blood orange tea and and chili and and habanero.
4: Habanero, I mean, really yeah, right. yeah. New
6: England ip and then the other one was a chili and honey American stout. All right. Um, both those, like I said, it was so well done, so well balanced, and it was just like that slight, like little tingle in the background, where even if you didn't. Like, like spice unless you were super sensitive to it you could still drink two or three pints of it and it definitely yeah. made me like think like hey maybe I'll like mess around with some spice or, or even at the very least like, in, in casks maybe I'll like mess around with spice a little bit I'll more. be the um, first person in um, one. Yeah. we, 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 we <laughs> will be there
0: trying
2: that <laughs> one we, we made a special trip to the 1940s to try their uh, wicked chowder and the jalapenos oh I
6: haven't had that one it, uh, <laughs> it was good
2: I enjoyed it nice, yeah.
6: nice and like the thing is too like I enjoy heat I enjoy spice I just don't enjoy that census heat like when basically when you throw me something that basically just tastes like insanely hot peppers and vinegar like I don't care but like when you know again even like the habanero pepper like when you eat a piece of habanero it's got this like huge like fruit burst and then all the heat comes like yeah if you give me a flavorful heat I'm there you know like and and like I said like it was a flavorful heat it was a balanced heat it was just enough and it really made me be like hmm I want to do this. And I kind of felt the same way about pineapple a few years ago. The former brewmaster, Arthur, he really wanted to do something with pineapple. And pineapple is my favorite fruit. All right. But I was scared to do it in beer because of how how acidic it is. And again, like, given our clientele, they definitely weren't ready for it yet at that point. And in this last year, I've had, like, two or three pineapple beers where I was like, God damn, like, these are really, really good. And that's kind of why... I, like, for, for my uh, sour cask for the birthday, that's kind of why I decided to go to, towards grilled pineapple and sage because I was like, I, I heard yeah. you guys talking about herbs before, and I was like, yeah, like,
2: pineapple and with sage it. I'm, I'm going to go with
6: combo. it. Yeah, yeah. In, in, a, in a lightly tart, like, ghost, like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to popping that cask open.
1: Cool. Um, I am too, but it also sounds to me like you need to do some sort of pineapple pepper beer.
6: Yeah, it does. Doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> there we go. Light bulb just went off. Yep. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, right now, like, as far as, like, the rest, like, this summer goes, like, my lineup is, like, basically filled up. But I could definitely see messing around with some casks and uh, maybe pushing that into a summer lineup, possibly. Um, You know, for for Brickhouse, as far as, like, the crazy out there stuff, like, especially like the sour goes, like I was mentioning before, um... You know, our general clientele that comes in here isn't your average craft drinker. It's, like, your average beer drinker. Right. and And our servers are really flipping palettes, like, 24-7 and, and converting, like, non-craft drinkers to craft drinkers. So my board, like, kind of has to, like, reflect that palette. Um, and so, like I had mentioned before, you're, like, kind of, like, gearing up to, like, some of, like, the weirder avant-garde stuff and the last couple of years we've been gearing up to like wanting to do a sour. And even last year, like we really wanted to do it, but we were just kind of like, I still don't think the clientele is there yet. Now the clientele is definitely there yet. They actually started asking for them. That's so awesome it was just nice. like, and, and we, we had this, this collaboration plan since last year. I think it was like last May, we put the brew date in the book for June, 2017 to brew this. But, yeah, so, so the, the ghosts were doing uh, a collaboration with Authology. Uh, we did a small test batch over at their place because, right. uh, you know, we wanted to test it out before we it on the big system here. And then um, basically like, we took our portion and we, m- we made two casks of it for the birthday. I did the pineapple sage, my assistant. He did the uh, Blackberry uh, Grand Marnier, uh yeah, my assistant, Brian Smith I definitely think he trumped me on that one. I, but I heard, uh, <laughs> I heard that I heard that title
0: being tossed around of what was it cranberries at Oh right? no no, blackberry,
6: blackberry and, and Marnier ghost. That's uh,
1: really good.
6: But when we when we brew the full batch here it's going to end up being a dragon fruit ghost. Okay. And okay. that'll that'll be called oh. drogo's. I like that. And it. that'll Fill up the trifecta of White Walker and Direwolf Double IPA. Gotcha. Um, yeah, White Walker White IPA Double Direwolf Double IPA, all on tap before July sixteenth for when Game of Thrones hits. So <laughs> obviously, how Stark. There you go, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like but yeah, yeah. You know, we we, we like Moses to have a lot of coming. fun with our names here. We have a lot, lot of like pop pop culture uh, references to our names, like Don Dapper, Walter White, uh, uh, Walter Whit. I'm sorry. Um, ron's burgundy nigel's thornberry you know we, we like yeah. to have like fun with and then you go ridiculously old
1: out. school with beowulf yes yes
6: exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to stay classic man you know and and i mean birthday suit i mean that just goes to show like a name can really like sell a beer to a certain extent because i see people in here that go from a bud light to a birthday suit because they saw Ooh. the name, and it's like there's no way like you're that, drinking a double red, that is a big uh, jump. Cognac Silk Cherry with brown sugar from from uh, like that you is know, a big light jump. offering like that. But uh, but they order a second one, and they order a third one, and uh, because it's all awesome. and like I said, that's what they order That's our business. We flip pallets and like I mean, I'll I'll get text messages from like my staff at like 11 o'clock and they're like, oh, this table like wanted this and like we sold them 47 streetlights instead. And you know what? I'll gladly wake up to that. <laughs> yeah, say, so like, you yes. <laughs> All right. Flipping pallets. like, And you know, that's what got me into this. Like, I just love it. I love that aspect of it. And I love being in the brew pub aspect because just having that contact time with the customers, like we have that responsibility to flip those pallets, to educate them. Like I always tell like my new staff members coming in, like when I'm training them, it's like, You know, guys, like, we're dumb, we're silly. We don't want to ask for directions, right? So why the hell are we going to ask about craft beer if we don't know about it? You need to tell us. And the second you tell us, like, oh, no, it's made there, and it's the same price, and it's, like, fresher. Now, all of a sudden, we know everything about craft beer, and that's all we're drinking. That's true. I know all of it. that's all you (laughs) – yeah, but at the end of the day, sometimes that's really all you need to flip a pallet. Education is power. Like, you just drop that 30 seconds of knowledge, and all of a sudden – they're off the crap.
1: That's the same thing we, we're sort of trying to do with our, our uh, podcast project. And uh, your passion comes through incredibly, especially for that. I really <laughs> appreciate you. the time you spent with us. Oh, dude, Thank you very anytime. much.
6: Anytime. Paul, thanks for My pleasure. Out, Absolutely. Man. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. You guys.
2: Cheers. Cheers.
4: If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't
0: forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show or send them a good old-fashioned email at BeertasticVoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.